welcome to the Six Again podcast, your new destination for all things NRL. Here to bring you everything from team news to best bets are your hosts, Adam Hoy and Jared Mutton. Let's kick off. And we're back. It's been our longest break of 2020, uh, having not recorded for over a week and a half now, but we are here. For the Six Again's final show of season one, final show of 2020. Um, I've still got the festive background up here for those watching on YouTube. And if you haven't seen it, it's one of the best uh, little cartoon caricatures um, done of each club captain. And it's freaking hilarious. You can't see quite on the pitch here, but I do love like DC down the bottom being the little elf checking off the list of those who have been naughty and nice. That is not of the club captains. Yeah, it is. No, that's Mitch Moges in the Parramatta. Oh, it isn't either. Maybe I was no. just looking at a couple of players. And that's also Jack Whiten and it Josh Capali in the same one. Jack Whiten can't be on there. It bloody looks like him. Top, in the middle. Top in the middle. No, I can't see. It looks it, like it, Jack It Whiten. cuts out only a little It's Matt Dufty in the screen. St. George one. Well, maybe I looked at the first two people. See me. Um, where that's freaking Clint Gutherson in the para yeah bottom right as you're looking at it that's Mitch Moses that's Matt Duffy no it's it's reversed on mine (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's Clint Gutherson popping out of the box Right up the side, out, which you can't That see. was outstanding start to the podcast, by the way. Yeah, brilliant. Um, <laughs> what were we saying? Anyway, being confused about club captains and elves. My name's Adam. I'm Jared. <laughs> As he says, looking up to the ceiling. We've actually got a little bit to get through for the last show of the year, considering stuff kind of stuff's happened since since last show. But um, how was your Chrissy, Jared? Yeah, it's good. Um, spent a bit of time with the in-laws and breakfast and Christmas Eve. And then went and saw my family for that night. And a few people few people from my family came up from Melbourne, which is not like, looking like it's going to happen, but it did. They are. It is completely open, people. Relax. Lucky they went from Sydney. Yeah, it's not from Sydney. It's from Melbourne. Um, so, yeah, it's good. What about you? How's your little kidlets going? Right now, they're pretty sick. The last two days have been hell. They just uh, whinge and cry and pick on each other when they're sick, um, as they do. So I took Addy out today to Time Zone and uh, Yumcha restaurant, and he had an absolute ball. Uh, Chrissy was good. We're staying at the in-laws at the moment. We've moved out of house. We sold the house. Um, but we head up to my parents for Christmas Eve dinner, which is really nice. And then Christmas Day, we're at my brother's apartment with his girlfriend, who... Is due to give birth early next year, and Jesus my other Christ, brother and wife brought their daughter up, um, and my kids are just obsessed with her because she's such a little bub, and it was just mayhem of presents and and wrapping paper, so it was a ball. And then we headed to yours for Boxing Day to watch the cricket, and that was a good day. Had Atticus over there, and um, yeah, little man ran a muck. He did. He was having a muck. great time. Um, and then. Yeah, I missed out on my nana's 90th. Uh, she lives down in Jindabyne, so we couldn't make it down there. Uh, it's the first trip that's I've been stopped by COVID, and it's I feel I've gotten off very lightly compared to a lot of people. So overall, it's been a, a pretty good period. And then it was my wife's 30th birthday on the 27th of December. So now that that has all passed, my holidays can kind of start as of Thursday. It's now Tuesday, but I've got both the kids tomorrow. That's a holiday, mate. You're spending time with your children. Oh, yeah, yeah. For a whole that's, day. That's good. Holiday. I'll say holiday. Me time. We'll start Thursday. <laughs> I get one day. It'll be brilliant. Uh, but anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody listening. Hope your holidays so far have been safe and enjoyable. And hope it continues. So how about we start with... Uh, little news story. So Brent Naden, after being charged and found 
to have a positive test to cocaine uh, during the final series has been handed his one month ban. Um, it's been confirmed. He's not, there's, there's no appeal in process or anything like that. Um, yeah, I just, it, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing this all started there. halfway through the final series where he actually rocked up to Penrith coach and general manager, whoever you rocked up to and told him he had a problem. Um, and then he got dropped to the bench for the last couple of games before the grand final. We were very vocal about why. Um, yeah. I always ask the whole process, there's got to be something else going on. Turns out there was. Um, hopefully he gets the mental help he needs through all of this. Yeah, and, and as his punishment was provisionally suspended um, to the start of December, technically he can he's eligible to return training and a competition on the 1st of January. Yeah, uh, so I, I just in time for Penrith preseason training. So, so yeah, I just hope he gets the help he needs and suspension. Um, Mitch Pierce, I think COVID saved I, him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is a story or not. I wouldn't I, be surprised if it was true. No, Honestly, I, I hope it's not. I just, for the poor girl. Um, so supposedly. Mitchell Pierce was scheduled to get married sometime in the next week or two, whatever it was. Um, it's been coming out that he's been texting another girl at Newcastle headquarters. Just texting? Uh, look, we don't know. Um, Mitchell Pierce come out and said officially this is not true. Um, he He's reported that the wedding has been rescheduled due to COVID. The only, it is it, it. I would not be surprised, but it did get dropped by the Daily, Daily Telegraph. Oh, so, okay. so yeah, read look, into that what you will. Yeah, um, I, I really, yeah, I really hope it's not true for Mitchell, for Pierce, um, but but for his wife, fiance mm. as well, because obviously she's getting dragged through it a bit here. It's a bit and, of a dog act either way. And for the girl who's been texting if it's true, because she'll be she'll be done the same thing. Like obviously it's a it's a thing you do in Newcastle too, because Wayne Bennett done the same thing. So yeah. Read into that what you will. Oh, it's just like the the, the festive cheer all around those stories and Burgess being yeah. pictured with another woman and all that sort of stuff. It's just warms yeah, the so heart. It, yeah, it did get dropped by the Telegraph. Everyone around it has vehemently, or however you pronounce that word, denied it. But Damn. where there's smoke, there's fire. It is what it is. Cool. Just wait on that. Um, oh, but in saying that too... Is it Paul Kent or Rothfield who's the editor-in-chief? Rothfield. Rothfield. So one of the lines in the thing was, despite what happens, he should be stripped of captaincy for Melbourne Newcastle. Seriously? <laughs> for texting? <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. Uh, yeah. They're like, oh, my God, seriously? Pull your head in. That's it. Uh, we'll, we'll stay off field. Uh, so Jared Maxwell has been appointed head of ref, the referees boss. Um, he currently, or now formerly, sorry, held the NRL Bunkers Operation Manager and has been a member of the NRL Match Appointment Committee. Um, had over 275 games of experience as a referee, including State of Origin and Test Match Appointments. I look at this as a uh, signing. It, it. I look at it. Just, sorry, what are you? I, I just hate when it's a part of our game that all is always under criticism, always under the spotlight. Um, I think this is an opportunity to really bring someone in from outside that referee bubble to not only just bring a different viewpoint on things, but bring a different relationship 
uh, status into the equation. Because one of the things that scared me actually reading through the appointment, and this is by Graham Annesley, NRL head of football. Jared was leading referee for over a decade. Sweet, that's fine. Before being bunker manager, becoming a member of Matchafield's committee. Cool, that's fine. Jared knows our referees well, and the ref- referees know Jared well. That that sentence is the one that I have an issue with. Further on from that, he under he understands the game and the clubs. That's good. Innovative ideas, good, etc. It's that he's been part of that boys' club for however long now, and you can try and be as unbiased and black and white as possible in a in a position of power. But if you've got a relationship built up with a very small number of employees that are under his control, that's going to be a conflict of interest at some point. I would have preferred to see someone with an officialing or some sort of background in officialing, officiating, ruling, anything like that could be within rugby league that's fine but outside of this rugby uh outside of this referee bubble so i just so, feel this is going to be the same old same old it's been tony archer pass on to the next referee pass on to the next referee so um two points from that from that last thing you said about finding someone outside of that good luck finding someone like that who hasn't been exposed to the referees and the other point is they tried they tried to bring someone in who isn't part of the boys' club about five years ago. It didn't work. Yeah, it was five years later. Try again. Robert Finch. He was a coach. He has been around for rugby league. He was never involved in officiating. They brought mm-hmm. him in for that reason. And I think he lasted 18 months, two years max. Um, which, unfortunately, is a pretty pretty standard amount of time for referees mm. uh, coach bosses um, that shouldn't be enough to not try again they should no that, you know that's, that, case, no, that's right I'm saying that, that, but they have tried it just they have tried it before he put his hand up for the role and I actually remember when he did that a lot of people were excited about it for those exact reasons you brought up um I just, Your attention of referee history is disturbing. Well, I just think the referees get a raw deal. Um, I know. But and so, it's that, not that's... because I was a referee for over 10 years in league. It, it's because <laughs> a lot of people say that. And no, it's just because whatever they do, they're wrong. Someone perceives them as being wrong in every single decision. Of course they do. Same so, with players, though, from opposition. No, no, no. But it, imagine, imagine going into a job at that high level, and someone, no matter what you do, clearest knock-on in the world, is going to complain about it. Yeah. And that's. That's just something I think we need to get out of the game. And like I said, good luck to Jared Maxwell because hopefully lasts more than two years doing the job. <laughs> because it's so shit. Yeah, I, I, I know. A respected ex-player maybe, someone with a... Michael Ennis. Legal background, something, I don't know. Well, how many ex-players have a legal background? Frank Kite, there's one. I'm just trying to think of some others. Uh, I reckon Neil Henry would be pretty decent. Um, yeah. Very unflinching character who was never afraid to make tough decisions. Oh, you know. look, I, I, no matter what happens, this is my point. Someone's going to hate the decision. Oh, yeah. And that's what annoys me about it. I just wanted to say something different. Yeah, that's what I said. It's good luck because no matter what you do, you're wrong. So That's cool. Um. All right, I'm just going through. Unless there's anything else, we'll jump into injuries and signing updates. Oh, okay. So big one, um, Elijah Taylor. All right, we'll go to signings. We'll start. No, with no, Elijah. no, no, no. What happened? Yeah, I know, yeah. but we'll say that we'll go into signings because Elijah okay. Taylor has left the West Tigers to join with the English Super League club, um, Salford. 
again, we'll throw this number. Only made 186 NRL test appearances. Well, I say only. That's I'm a hell of so a lot. I'm so surprised by but, that. Uh, most people, I think, would be surprised that he's uh, he's had 186 considering he's been around for a long time. He's played 11 yeah. tests for the Kiwis and was off contract at the end of this season. But there is more to this story, uh, which Jared is going to enlighten you. Yeah. So, a bit of a background on Elijah Taylor. Um, he's never really found his position. Nope. Um, a lot of people would say he's a lock, but, you know, he's played hooker for New Zealand. He's played second row. He's played front row. He's played... I think he's... I at think one point he plays, probably, um hooker for New Zealand. Yeah. At one point, I'm pretty sure he would have played 5-8. Like, run on with number six. Oh, yeah, of course. Definitely. Would not be... Even for New Zealand, possibly. Um, because he's just such a... He's, a, he's an everyman kind of player. That's why Ivan Cleary picked him up from whenever he went and signed him. Because he took him to the Warriors, Pembroke, and then Tigers. Um, so what happened with Ivan Cleary? Oh, sorry, not Ivan Cleary. Elijah Taylor was that he trusted his manager for over when he debuted at like 1920. Um and, you know, his manager organised a lot of things. If you read the article, it's very... Because this isn't like a um, Phil Rockfield article. This is actually him quotes, like him reading out, like direct quotes from him. Um, so he trusted this guy. I think his name was Ian Riles or something like that. And he essentially, over his career, he stole $400,000 from, from him. I got to a point where... The manager told Elijah Taylor that his wife, you've got to watch his wife spending. Which, Ooh. if you're going to pull the, I'm going to steal money from you, don't, you don't turn the house on. Yeah. So, he, supposedly, he's like, you got to watch her credit card in the month. Um, and then he go, came home, confronted her. She denied it. Yada, yada, yada. So, moving on from that, they've actually, him and his wife have actually gone to the bank looked at their credit card um, statements and supposedly spent money in Fiji, um, bought hotels and stuff like that. He's never been to Fiji. He was in, um, you know, other places. There's actually a part where he trusted this guy's opinion so much that when he was playing for New Zealand, uh, playing for yeah, the Warriors, that he had a, a game in Townsville to play while his father was on his deathbed. So his coach told him not to go. His wife told him not to go. His family told him. He trusted this guy's opinion so much. He went on this guy's opinion. His father died while he was on the plane. And he never got to see him again. So this wow, is how way much... to drop a bomb. This is meant so... to... Oh, I didn't know you were going to go this far. So this is how much this guy meant to Elijah Taylor. And he was siphoning up to, I think it was like 380 something thousand dollars of him over his career. Um, so Elijah Taylor took him to court. They ruled in Elijah Taylor's favor, but these managers claimed bankruptcy. So he's not going to get any money. Is his, is his alibi, um, sorry, is his alias Isaac Moses? I really hope there's no one else like that out there. Um, so, so going back to my point about Elijah Taylor, he's always been, always been there, but he's kind of been on the fringe sometimes as well. Because if another player comes in that they prefer, he's probably the first one to get dropped as well, um, which is really unfortunate. And you know, he he has played for multiple clubs. He's always been rated as professional, always been in front of the fitness, stuff like that. In other words, and... you're saying he's going to be a future man of steel. Yeah. <laughs> well, Probably. look what Blake so... Austin's done. Look what Jackson Hastings done. Imagine yeah. what Elijah Taylor's going to do. So he's got a year well, over. Yeah, he's definitely just as good as those guys. Um, so, yeah. Good, good on him for going. Probably just getting out of where, out of the country to get away and set up his life again over in England. So, all the well, best for him. And um, yeah, 
about Hopefully this guy's trajectory? So he won. He wins two grand finals in two years with the Roosters. Goes to Penrith, has a chance to win a third one. Zane Tedavano spends a whole year coming off the bench for Penrith. Um, has now been released from the final year of his contract from Penrith to take up a three-year deal with Leeds Rhinos. So another perennial premiership team over in the Super League. But if you told me a year and a half ago that Zane Tedavano was going to be going to the Super League because he couldn't keep a job here or didn't want to, um, I'd be quite shocked considering where he was at. But he's going to a pretty decent team with a pretty uh, pretty decent history. Well, okay. we rated him as one of the top signings. Yeah. Um, yeah, and for someone who came off the Roosters bench, because I think, yeah, he, he didn't start the Roosters mm-hmm. in the grand final camera. I thought we thought he'd be a walk-on for the Pembroke. He wasn't. No, he had the Moses Leota, yeah, James Fisher Harris. Um, this goes back to my point on Pembroke. So they done well this year. But if they want to keep up to the standard that the Roosters and Melbourne have set as far as long-term strength, dynasties, whatever you want to call it, that all comes down to their signings. So Pembroke got rid of James Carmo, Josh Mansell, and now Zane Tedavano. Mm. Matt Burton. And Matt Burton. But they picked up Jalen Salmon from Jamin Salmon Jamin. from Parramatta, who's only 21. I feel like he's been around for ages. Yeah, you would have debuted at like 18. Yeah. So he's um, jumped from Parramatta to Penrith. Yeah, so it's it's really I really hope they can keep that standard for next year with the amount of this like recruitment decisions they've done. It's insane. Uh, the last one to touch on, Ricky Latelli's return to the Super League in 2021 after his brief stint with Melbourne based on Toronto Wolfpack's um, financial, r- bullshit. financial crisis and then removal from the Super League. Uh, going on to injuries quickly, Carl Lawton... Warriors hooker or backup hooker set to miss a large chunk of 2021 after suffering an Achilles injury at training. Oh, poor bastard. Yeah, he was going to be the backup to Wade Egan. That's now going to probably fall to Jazz to Vega, um, who's played at hooker before. So um, will I like him better else as a, in the Warriors team. Yeah, I like him better as a lock, but anyway. And then pretty much the rest of the injury news is a paragraph and a half on Manly. Um Tom Travojevic, Dylan Walker, Cade Cast, Josh Schuster, Moses Suley, and Kieran Foran are all expected to be available for round one after all undergoing surgery either during the 2020 season or after it. So there's a few players I legit there. thought, I legit thought you are going to say each one of them tore their ACL again. I would <laughs> not be surprised if oh. that was the case. Well, Cast and Schuster were both ankle injuries. Suley was a foot. Travojevic was a hamstring. Walker was a foot. George Fafua snapped his Achilles tendon. Mate, you got to get a foot through a preseason now. All right, he's aiming for an April return. So, Tafua. All the rest will be round one. So, with Jason Saab, you'd say, would come in on the wing there. Wait, wait, wait. Has, Jason, has George Tafua got a lower leg injury? He snapped his Achilles. In... Oh, so he's going to come back slower. Yes. Oh, fuck. He's going to come back as a prop. <laughs> well, we lost um, Fanua Blake. We signed Alawai, but throw to fill up front. Look, I wouldn't mind him seeing him in the middle lining some people up every so often, though. He's probably bored knocking every back on their ass and watching them then run away from him. So he may as well. All right, injuries and signing. So kind of what we want to do from here is have a look at what this season 2020 was. We're going to do a wrap of the NRLW and then a quick wrap on each club and start looking ahead to 2021. Not in detail. We'll do that uh, in season two, but just kind of a, a preemptive look. So NRLW was one and done by the Broncos again. Three seasons NRLW has been around. Three premierships for the Broncos. Um, led again by Brigginshaw. I'm forgetting the first name here. Cali. Yes. Who? Brigginshaw. Ellie. Uh, Al- Allie Brigginshaw, Allie. yeah. I said Ke- yeah. Kelly. Allie Brigginshaw, sorry. I'm look- I've seen her face so many times. 
Um, absolute beast. Broncos had her playing at lock this year rather than a traditional half um, to give uh, another young half her opportunity. Pretty disappointing season from the Dragons considering they're pretty star-studded team. Roosters look quite good under their new coach and Warriors, uh, just like the males team, really dug in and gave it a good fight through a very disrupted season. Now, anyone thinking if the Broncos were going to get weaker into next year, probably not as the QRLs announced the new women's comp for 2021. That was meant to kick off this year in 2020 and they only got through one season. Um, we'll go into that now before we come back to the club reviews. So this is huge news for women's rugby league. Um, it's not new news because it was meant to be during the 2020 season. It didn't happen. So Queensland wide, uh, there's going to be a female version of the Q cup, eight teams. They'll be playing seven rounds with finals kicking off over two weekends. So they'll be playing each other once each, uh, the eight teams, we've got Tweed Seagulls, South Logan Magpies, North Queensland Gold Stars, Valleys Diehards. Oh, Valleys. Yeah, so they're replacing Ipswich, who had to pull out. They were in for the 2020, but couldn't make the 2021. Brisbane Tigers, Burley Bears, West Brisbane Panthers, and Central Queensland Capras make up the NRLW awesome. uh, for next year. That's going to be really exciting. QRLW. Yeah. So I'm hoping that's uh, going to be televised, not just on, on pay, to, pay TV, but also on free to air. So keep an ear out for that as well. Wally Lewis' daughter is going to be playing for Valleys. And I believe Brigginshaw signed up for them as well. And they are led by uh, Scott Prince, if I'm not uh, mistaken. I'm just bringing that up here. We need an admin system when we go on tangents. Yeah. Valleys. Imagine that. Ali Brigginshaw and Jamie Lee Lewis will be the halves pairing for Valleys. So that's really cool. Badass. Badass. All right. What I thought we'd do now is I'm going to throw out each club. 2020 season. Jared's going to give me one word to describe their season. And I've got a sentence for each one. See how close he is going to get. We're going to do that just after this short break. All right, Jared, take it away. We'll go not not from top to bottom on the ladder, but we'll go top to bottom as of the 2021 ladder. So it's going to be alphabetical order. So our club reviews of the 2020 season. Brisbane Broncos. Couldn't handle COVID. That's a lot of one words. But anyway, couldn't handle COVID. I had heavyweights took out the wooden spoon in a year to forget. I'll call that um, on par. They they were they were quality in that first two games, and then they fucking blew it. They all got fat during COVID, and that's what. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to name three teams, who would be the most professional coming out of the break, and would have where COVID would have the least impact on. I think the majority of NRL fans would have had Broncos as one of their three teams, even outside of the fact that a young roster, it's more the fact that it's the Broncos and yeah. they have certain standards that you need to live up to. And it just no, nah. completely shot themselves in the foot over and over and over again. Yeah. They had a, like their first two games, I really rated Brody Croft and Anthony Milford together in the half pair. I'm like, we're on here. They're, they're going to be quality. And then, look, you came back and Anthony Milford was not matched at all when he came back right. that season. Um, and he's their spark. So, yeah, that that's that's all they were. They just weren't matched when they came back. Payne Haas was. Mm-hmm. And he had a great season. Tom Flegler, Paddy Carrigan. Their Ford's done well. Katoni Staggs until they got injured. Yeah. It's just their, like, yeah. COVID period. Blew them. All right. Bulldogs. Attitude. Or or good. Good. 
Oh, you talk, you got I'm even saying too many words. Attitude. Good attitude. There we go. I'll give you two words on that one. Yep. So avoided the wooden spoon, but we've talked about in the past, they're, they're trending in the right direction. Still time. There's still going to be a fair bit of time till success, I'd say, but at least they're trending the right way. Cowboys. I was going to say disappointing, but. Yeah, underperforming. Yeah. The team they had. Something like that. Um, yeah. New coach they on were... the way after and so coming to a bottom four finish. And I don't think it was Green's fault. Yeah. I just, yeah. Michael Morgan wasn't wasn't ready for the season and they they still relying on Jason Tomalolo too much and it's just yeah. Yeah. Aging roster, bad signings. I don't know if SN Masters was a bad signing. It just turned out to be a bad signing. Who was signing. that other bloke they signed? Reese Robson, he, he was a good signing. No, no, no. All right, so SM Masters is the one who he didn't even play a game. Well, got he got caught, dropped. Got he just he got arrested, didn't he? Who was the oh no, no, no. Uh, that was yeah. Uh, they'd already let him go. Else. Gideon Gellum Mosby. They'd no, him... someone signed. Okay, ben keep Barber. Going. I'll find it. No, that was two years ago. Yeah, I was just like, what? Uh, Dragons. Oh, terrible. Oh, I don't I think there was some promise there, but inconsistent. Uh, young backline stars took a improved. I had, but anyway. No, their star players didn't play well. No, star players didn't. Young players... That was the most... Other than Broncos, that was the most disappointing team for me. They had such a good team and they were just not there. Yeah. Uh, Eels. Two pump chumps. Two pump chumps. Yeah, they blew it. They blew. They blew their load too early. Oh, I like it's it. It's not wrong though, is it's it? It's not wrong. <laughs> um, usually they're kind of consistent through the season and falter at the end, whereas this was just. No, they they, they were great at start. First twelve, like first twelve rounds, they were great. Um, I said throughout the whole year that were um, their roster was bad. They had no depth. Mm-hmm. They got Bryce Cartwright. Knights. <laughs> uh, um, underperforming. Ouch. Yeah, they did. They they made they, the finals. Nah. They, they, look at how many injuries they, they had. They didn't play to their strengths. Their, they, their strengths were on the bench or in hospital. No, they, no, they were. Oh, you can say injuries all you want. They kept bringing people in, though. Um, they didn't play to their strengths. Um, underperforming, but fit. Let's put it that way. I reckon they're pretty fit this year. All right. Yeah. What, do you, what is your assessment of? Uh, one word. Surprising. Maybe. I um, told they, you they were going to make the finals. Yeah, to me though, I didn't put them in until at least midway through the season before injuries really like took. Round and they still made the, yeah, they still made the finals. Um, they had their whole team on the park next year. It'll yeah, Bray would be good. I can't wait to see him again. Panthers. Took the best out of COVID. Go on. Look, they were good this year. <laughs> but I just think them having such a young team, they didn't have any as many outside distractions as a lot of teams had. True. And they even said that um, themselves. Yeah. So best it took the best out of COVID. They came back fit. Um, they came back strong. They had a very good game plan. I just think that they're, yeah, that's the best way of me putting it. They, I don't think they would have made the grand final for a full season. Ooh, saucy. Mm. With Origin in the middle. Yeah, okay. It's like a normal season, is what you're saying. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I had humbled as in they humbled me because I kept oh. waiting for them to fall down, but they didn't. And uh, yeah. so credit to them. But they won 17 straight, fell short of a title. But a very impressive year from the Panthers. Rabbitohs. Stupid. Whoa, what does that mean? Where did that come from? Jared's on a roll today. Ouch. <laughs> I just, I, they had such a good team and they didn't play well. They threw so much money at Latrell and they that didn't work out for them. I'd say it did. They but... threw so much money at James Roberts. Didn't that work didn't out work for them. Um, I don't. I don't think Latrell. He didn't. He didn't deliver what he was supposed to deliver. He had signs of brilliance, but I think he was. And he was fine for his first season until he got injured. But was, we knew it was going. Fine's to not. Fine's not good enough for the money he's on. Um, he wasn't on that much. He was. He's on a lot. Is now. Um. Yeah. So I just think that they they could have done a lot better if they, you know. Corey Allen should have been on the field more. Um, yeah, some of the some so, some of the decisions they made perplexed me. <laughs> I'd say annoying for them because the the gap between their best and their worst was so big, and yeah, you never knew horrible. never knew what you were going to get out of them. So I guess like, you could say inconsistent as well. But to me, it was just more annoying. Like that Newcastle game, for the first sixty minutes, they were a third-grade team. And then for the last 20, that is rolled rolled over to Newcastle so yeah. easily. They still ended up losing, but it was bad. See, I use the term inconsistent for a team that's still finding their way, kind of like a, a Knights they team or a Titans team. They should not be finding team. their way. No, yeah. that's why I say annoying. Uh, yeah. Raiders. Strength, but something's missing. Yeah, I said strong. Um, yeah, strong, but not some something's missing there. Josh Hudson. Like, no, I don't think it because they still made the grand final without him the year before, or he mm. a fair chunk without him the year before. I'm pretty sure. X factor. There's some, yeah. There's something missing there. Like, I don't know, a massive outside back like a Greg Inglis quality. Or someone like that. It's something because I don't know. They're four yeah, packs. Someone in their centers, I think. Yeah, it's just I don't know what. It, I, I don't even know if it's that, but they're missing something. Uh, I uh, the big storyline for me for Canberra this year was John um, Bateman leaving and George Williams coming in. So Bateman came here under a lot more wraps than Williams did, even though Williams had such a decorated career and he had a very solid first season. I thought for a halfback. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll cop that from George Williams. I doubted him at the start of the year, and he played really well. I'll cop I was wrong on that. Roosters puffed. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the best one I can they describe. Just t- I was going to say tired, but yeah, puffed. I like yeah. that. Yeah, they just yeah they just couldn't quite get there. They had injuries as well, a lot more than they have the previous two years, and it caught up with them. Um, yeah. The Sonny Bill signing didn't really pay off. Um, and it may have cost them a young young star going elsewhere. But in saying that, they um, picked up an even better young star. So, screw them. I will say... Nah, this joke's Reese's fans. Uh, I will say that the Morris twins are still the best outside backs in the competition right mm. now. The wings have said, oh, my God. They look good in a Canberra jersey. Uh, Storm. Insane. Yeah. I think they're professional. Uh, like, fuck you, insane. I think it goes down, well, with me, it goes down as the, my favourite story of the year, but I think it's going to go down to one of my favourite stories of rugby league of all time was Cam Munster revealing what he said to Cameron Smith before that final kickoff. And we talked about it the week after the grand final. Up, Well, Melbourne were up, Penrith were on the comeback, all that sort of stuff, and Munster goes... Hey, Skip, how about we catch him, sh- uh, kick it short, catch him by surprise? And Cameron Smith turns around and is like, are you fucking kidding me? And Buzz goes, yeah, you're right, Skip, kick it long. <laughs> and I was like, what months to say after it was like, it was like he was looking into my soul. 
the pure I'm balls like, on the man. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, professional, just class. Yeah. Uh, How tight- dare you pull that off? Yeah, Titans. Um. Oh, geez, I skipped a whole line here. Uh, underrated. Right. Underrated for Gold Coast. Oh, um, I mean, entertaining. Well, underrated, surprising. It's like, surprising. Yeah. At the end of like, end of, like the last, what, six, seven weeks, like they Improved. showed the potential they did have. And I think a lot comes down to Justin Holbrook having yes. the balls to go, you're out. Yes. Or you're in. You're not going to the standard I want. See you later. He's, he's a great example of the impact a coach can have. And we talked about Paul Green not doing anything wrong with the Cowboys. Um, he might not have, but sometimes it literally is just a change of voice and a change of opinion and a way to look at things differently. Holbrook's come in to get a Titans roster, not dissimilar to every roster they've ever had, a mixture of underperforming or inconsistent stars and really got them to buy in. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. If we If we were... If we're putting a prediction for next year, one where we might do it in a few weeks, I wouldn't say the same thing about it because the the squad they have on paper, their expectations are high. So no one, oh, they're yeah. not going to be able to surprise anyone anymore. No. They've got to play to that standard week in, week out. So it'd be good. New challenge. Yeah. Uh, row, I skip. Seagulls. So I'm not all biased. I skipped my own team by accident. Need a new high-performance manager. <laughs> Hundred percent. Each time, fire that man. No, I was hamstring. Gonna... I reckon hamstring would be a good word. Hamstrung. <laughs> hamstrung. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking oh, horrible. Oh Jesus, mash unit. Oh mate, I don't... like. Put you know some muscle funny? in Travojevic. Put some muscle into his legs oh. or something. For fuck's sake. I think after the first four rounds. I said, man, this could be the first season Manly doesn't get struck down by injury, touch wood. And then from then on, holy shit. That, those names that we rattled off before didn't even include um, Joel Thompson biting his tongue open. Um, Cherry Evans missing time for his ankle. Um, Fanua Blake with his suspensions, idiocy. Uh, Manes Finau not even playing. Oh, it's just, yeah. <laughs> you guys, yeah, you guys need one someone to put in some standards about professional attitudes. <laughs> I'm mainly going on Fanua Blake and Fino. Fanua Blake's gone. Fanu- yeah, Fino, I don't the know. fact that Fanua Blake called someone a retard. <laughs> I think it's a was it a referee? A referee. He called a referee a retard. You can't do that. Yeah, I know. Like, hamstrung. Like, I would love to see a Melbourne player call that. And then I would oh. love to see the camera on Craig Bellamy seeing him being sent off for corner oh, referee man. and just see how much spit goes on the coach's box. And, like, I reckon, I reckon if it was 15 minutes into the game, I reckon yeah. Craig Bellamy would meet him in the change rooms. And sort him out right then and there, and it come back in the thirtieth minute, and old mate won't ever come back. You won't come back. Just, oh, on, just I... on that, if we could rewind time before the season, like right when the season shut down because of COVID, when it was coming back, I wanted to see the odds of the NRL shutting down COVID due to Craig Bellamy spit. <laughs> I reckon you would have got pretty decent odds. Uh, He's the only coach who has to wear a mask. <laughs> He's got his own booth. <laughs> a welding mask when he talks to the team. And what about sharks? <laughs> Overrated. Just because they have such a good team, mm. but they don't play well together. What's the old say? A team of champions. A team. Of, a champion it, it? team beats a team of champions. Yeah, and they are a team of champions. Like, if you looked at their roster, you'd be like, holy shit. A lot of grand final winners in there. Yeah. Um, Sean Johnson was a shining light before he was injured. Yeah. Uh, uh, Warriors. 
brave. Yeah, superheroes. Yeah. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have had a competition. Or if well, we did, it would have been very look, it would look vastly different. Brave for what they did. Um but yeah, you know, okay, everyone knows the story. But on the other hand, their skill, like their quality on the field probably wasn't where it should have been. Um, and that's the way that there's a million excuses for that, but when it comes down to it, premierships are what matter. Winning games is what matters, despite what's going off the field. And their quality on the field for what they had on the field wasn't that. They still finish higher than a bunch of teams who they probably shouldn't yeah. finish higher than. No, but it, it, like they, yeah. West Tigers. Jesus. Um, idiotic signings. Yeah, right. That's, oh, it's yeah. just shambles. Yeah. Shambolic? At least they didn't come well, ninth. I, yeah, well. <laughs> I held the Tigers up. Uh, sorry, Michael Maguire up with Justin Holbrook for most of the year with as the um, idea that a coach should be dropping someone for their standards. But. Who do you have to bring in? Well, that too, but with all that, you can say that all you want. He chopped and changed too much. Justin Holbrook, when he changed someone, he gave him four to five games to mm. you know, feel and then Perfect example, Jamal Fogarty. That's exactly who I was just thinking of. Yeah, but Michael McGuire, if you don't play to his standards after two weeks, gone. Um, and yeah, so that that is the difference. I think indecisive from Michael Maguire's side of things would be well up there for that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a quick review of our of the 2020 NRL season, how it finished, or what we thought of each club, sorry, uh, throughout. Our attention now starts to shift to 2021, uh, which is going to be... A big season. Um, not, not, not. There's a World Cup year in it, but they, which is we're going to talk about in, in a little bit. But there's almost a sense of if things stay under control in this country with regards to COVID, it could be the first sense of normal that we've had in quite a while uh, on a ah. national scale. If um, the way things are shaping up in Sydney again, but again, uh, uh, the way we're doing things and the policies we're putting in place is getting under control a lot quicker than what we're seeing elsewhere in the world. So there's still hope um, that the season will be kicking off on time um, and as planned, which will be, I think if, if it does so, it'll, it'll show even more a huge testament to what, uh, Peter Vlanis has and was able to do with the NRL in 2020. So looking ahead to 2021, preseason trials have all been locked in. Um, there's only going to be eight preseason trials, one per club due to time loss from this season, um, giving the players enough break and not filling up with multiple trials. So each team will have one trial game. Uh, it'll be on the last weekend of February. So all well, seven of the eight games will be on the 27th of Feb. One game will be on the 28th for a quirky little reason that we'll get to. Regular season is penciled in to start March 11. Uh, Townsville will be hosting the Indigenous versus Maori All-Star Games for both the men and the women for the first time outside of Suncorp. No, no World Gold Club Coast. Challenge. Oh, yeah, sorry, Gold Coast. Uh, no World Club Challenge. Who cares? Um, to England don't reasons. know what they're doing. Uh, 2021 World Cup has not been cancelled as of yet. It's still a huge shining light if we can get there. But with a bit more depth of details, if you're wanting to catch your team's trial game and there is only one, 
these teams will all be on the 27th. So the charity shield between Dragons and Rabbitohs will be in Mudgee. These are all on the 27th of Feb. Titans versus Warriors in Lismore. Melbourne versus Knights at Casey Field, southeast Melbourne. Sharks versus Bulldogs at Jubilee Stadium, where Sharks will be playing all their home games next year. Penrith versus Parramatta at Penrith Panther Stadium. Brisbane versus Cowboys at a stadium or location to be announced. And Roosters versus Raiders at Leichhardt. And then on the 28th, Tigers versus Manly at Leichhardt. So the reason why they're on a separate day is they'd already penciled in Raiders versus uh, Tigers, Roosters versus Manly in the trials. But when the draw came out, they were actually versing each other in round one. So they switched each other's uh, trial games because Roosters versus Manly in round one and Raiders versus Tigers in round one. So they didn't want to verse each other in the trials. Something new as well. There'll be four other trials with players playing with 12 games or less experience in the NRL. So players getting a run. Uh, so February 13, you got Sharks versus Dragons. February 18, Eels versus Dragons. February 20, West versus Roosters and Warriors versus Storm. So we'll be getting into a lot of those uh, games in a bit more detail, obviously, late January uh, through to February, we start doing season previews of each team. Whew. How are we going, Jared? Yeah, mate. We, I actually can't wait, for, uh, uh, I can't wait for trials, um, especially that 12 games of under trial. You. Team players who stand out for that will go a really long way to playing, getting the starting spot in the round one. Especially for teams who don't have their starters yeah. penciled in. Your West yeah, Tigers, be, your Cowboys, uh, your it's Broncos. It's going to be really, I really like it. Um, it's a really good idea. And the three um, teams I just mentioned don't have games, sorry. Yeah. Ah. Nice one. But. It's still it's still a good idea to get all those players on the field together, which would be cool to see. Um, and I just like seeing trials because you always see different combinations than you would see normal, which I think is a really good idea because you know there's sometimes you don't think a player is going to be able to crack, and then he's ripped apart in the trial. You're like, yeah, awesome. This is going to be awesome. like Bradman Best last year. Yeah, how about I feed he's, out the nines? Yeah, like you just don't know these players are going to be able to do it. Then they just do something brilliant. You're like, yes, someone like that. Let's go. So I'm thinking the February 27, 28 and then the March 11 kickoff date. It's what, a fortnight between? Yeah. Um, It's a bit of time, but it's also cutting it pretty, cutting it pretty fine. And um, speaking of cutting it fine, Jared, when's the last time you shaved? <laughs> well, not for all. Jesus Christ! Today, but you've but you've still got your beard. I can see it. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about shaving your beard. You're talking about shaving below the waist. And that's right. What better brand and company to go with with shaving below the waist than Manscaped? And Manscaped's come on board as our sponsor. Uh, our first registered sponsor says, thank you, Manscaped. And they've just launched in Australia. They're a men's grooming brand, and they specialize in shaving and protecting and looking after your balls. And if that's something that's important to you, fellas, listen up. Manscaped has redesigned their electric trimmer called the Lawn Mower. It's a three mil trimmer. It's just new and improved. They've spent 18 months with their engineers perfecting it to give you the best and most comfortable shave you've ever had. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, which as a male, I know, unfortunately, they the pain that, that, that we incur, and they do happen. So it's awesome yeah. having a trimmer that negates that issue. Not only that, the lawn trimmer by Manscaped is waterproof, so you can actually groom in the shower, which I know is something my old trimmer could not do. And the new 
lawn trimmer by Manscaped that they sent, both Jared and I, which was awesome of them, is an absolute dream to use in the shower. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you can't do it in the shower, you have to clean up after. Oh, I hate when the you do do it in the shower. Clean-up's horrible. Yeah. You can just shove it down the drain and blame it on your missus's hair because her hair gets down there anyway. That's true. All good to go. Yeah. Even if you do want to shave outside the shower, if you buy their perfect package, it actually comes with disposable catching paper. So if you stand on the paper, it's even got funny cartoons on it that you can read while shaving. So if you need to trim that junk of yours and don't want to pay full price, if you head to manscaped.com and use the code word AGAIN, that's A-G-A-I-N in all capitals, you will get 20% off your purchase plus free shipping. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using the code word again, A-G-A-I-N. So fellas, if you want to shave down there and be safe and efficient about it, head to manscaped.com. All right, moving on to the year that was. The end of the 2020 regular season, uh, Penrith picked up the minor premiership, their first since 2003. Melbourne were premiers, their fourth official premiership and sixth, uh, including the two salary cap removed premierships. Broncos picked up their first wooden spoon since 1987. <laughs> ah, Jared Zodics, they went in the cup. So well done, Brisbane, on winning something. Uh, first since 2006. Whoa, a season like no other. Um, we're at the end. It's our 79th episode, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, Jared, to finish off, I want your biggest overachieving team. Um, Pemriff. Yeah, i got to say it as well. Uh, good yeah. uh, credit to him. We're not taking anything away, but... I'm taking a lot yeah. away. Nah. Okay. Biggest underachieving team? Broncos. It has to be, doesn't it? I was going to say the Dragons yep. for a second or the Cowboys, but Broncos, holy Jesus. Yeah, no, nah, it has to be Broncos. That's so boring that we've gone top and bottom. But anyway. Yeah, but that with makes their no sense. Yeah, yeah, the Rosses. Um, boom, Star, and Bus Star. Uh, boom, um, Tino. Yeah, Fasa Mawale. Finally got his because, name Yeah, just because of the fact that, yeah, he was always good, like I think he done. I think he did play in 2019, but this year, you know, he got picked in the Queensland squad, the Australian Merit squad. They wouldn't have won the grand final without him. Like that's straight up right there. So yeah, and the buster, Anthony Milford again. Mm. I, I was going to say, uh, boom star on a team of young stars. I think this guy. Um, still to it higher than others, which is Stephen Crichton in his first season, in a position mm. where it's hard to really, I'm not going to say dominate games, but have a really big impact of games in the centre position. It's quite tough. Um, not a lot of centre score. Not, tries do with the actually, ease that he does. Yeah, do you know actually my favourite part about him this year? Mm. There was that game where he got absolutely monstered by Wonga Blake. Oh, yeah. And it didn't phase him. He no. just went, righto, it is what it is. And he came back. And I'm pretty sure later in the year when they played para, he beat Wonga Blake. Mm. And he ended up in the New so, South Wales extended squad. So it's um, yeah, so yeah. pretty huge season. Uh, honorable mention to Jamal Fogarty as well. I really, I was yeah. really impressed with his play in a very tough position. Bust uh, Corey Norman for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. For the money he's on. To being benched for a rookie and then being sacked for... Well, not sacked, but out of the starting squad for a rookie. That's that's pretty bad. Um, going into... 20, he, sorry, yeah. 2019, he was a Queensland 5'8". Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, looking at how we finished 2020 into 2021, um, contending team to improve and... Team to drop. Team to drop. Oh, sorry. Improve. Um, probably Manly. 
if you guys keep your players on the field, I reckon you guys, you guys got the team to do it. Yeah, um, I reckon you lost Fanua Blake, but Aloi is a quality player. I'm I'm happy with our signings, Aloi and yeah. Saab. I thought we'd need a yeah. hooker. Um, that's a big thing. Yeah. And for um, drop. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Manly as well with that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Dragons with Griffin coming in, but I think Manly squad is still stronger overall. Yeah. Um, drop, 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 drop. I'm not sure. Everyone's the team, going the, in next the teams year. Teams in the eight, good. like the Sharks snuck in. Um, you know, I'm going. I can big see call. the West Tigers drop even further. Honestly, nah, I'm going South Sydney. Yeah, Bennett's yeah. last year. Yeah, I reckon South Sydney might drop. Would not be surprised. Oh, and their back line's still very young. Their forward pack, pretty young overall. Yeah, look, I just, I just think that, like, Adam Reynolds is, is getting a bit old. He got, he was obviously slower this year. Um, his kicking wasn't as good this year. Um, and I've never. I, I don't think that Cody Walker is the one that's going to lead him into the future. All right. I might go yeah, to Sharks. So. I know they finished eighth, but I'm just looking at teams that I think will make the finals next year already in the in who they've got you behind wanna... the bench, like Titans, Seagulls, Dragons have a chance. Cowboys have to improve with Peyton being up there. Yeah, I could see the Sharks dropping a fair way down uh, All right, next you wanna, season. You want to try and pick up top eight? No, not yet. We'll, we'll do we'll do that. We'll do that in 2021. Um, that pretty much wraps it up. So just some numbers for all of our listeners. And we'll thank you in a moment. But at the end of our first season, not including this episode, we've had over 6,300 downloads, um, an estimated audience growth of, I don't know how to do percentage, but it's five times higher than it was after the first um 20 episodes so thank you so much we've been listened to in 21 countries around the world we've done i know we've done 79 episodes we've done interviews with jamie soward um james maloney Maloney. gavin badger Cole flanagan uh the mole um yeah so i i like the fact that all our interviews this year have been not just the players we've put into a bit of a referee a journalist yeah um yeah we've got big plans uh for the off season we've had companies reach out to us we're hoping to have our shirts and and our first line of merchandise up over these holidays things are just taking longer due to the current climate um we're looking at a more structured show for next year and continuing on with our game shows and that sort of stuff and hopefully get a lot more fan interaction um and as mentioned earlier, Manscaped has come on board as our first official sponsor. Um, if you do want to, and you're a male or a female, and you want to purchase the products as well, just remember manscaped.com. We'll have the links in all of our episode links for this and the future episodes. That code is live now, and they'll be tracking views from the 1st of January onwards. But really, the big one is thank you to everyone who has tuned in, listened, interacted with the show, stuck with us through our first season. Um, Probably laughed your head off at some of our bad takes and editing and (laughs) while we try to find our feet. 79 episodes sounds like a lot, but in busy lives, we really have some days where we have no prep time and and we wing it based on each other's knowledge. Um, But yeah, bring on 2021. We will see you very early in the next year and we'll start our previews of the 2021 season, uh, looking into the trials and all that sort of stuff. But from myself, have a very safe and enjoyable rest of your holidays. If you're still on holidays going into 2021, enjoy the new year. Um, Yeah. And I'll see you next time. Anything from you, Jared? Yeah. So full credit to all our listeners for putting up with our shit. 
um, the entire year. Mainly mine, I will say. Full credit does go to our partners. So, Kalisha oh, yes. and Maddie. Oh, thank so, you. So, um, Kalisha's very good. She sneaks a beer for, for me or drink, fills up my water bottle or literally just like she gets home from work. I'm like, ah, oh, podcast time. See ya. Makes me dinner, brings it in for me. So, she's really good. Um, and, you know, Maddie's got two kids and stuff like that. So, one night a week, it's just her. Oh man, the um, nights where the, the the Wednesday nights or the Tuesday nights as it was where the kids actually go to bed early and she's like, oh, we can watch a movie. I'm like, oh, I got pod tonight. Yeah. That's fine. So, Oof. yeah, that I, I know for a fact that Cleach has been really supportive um, of the podcast. She obviously had doubts at the start and it's gone a lot further than me and Adam even imagined in a year. So full credit to the girls and full credit to you though. So if anyone doesn't know the background of this, so Adam set everything up. He's the one who does the editing. He's the one who does all that kind of stuff. Um, I just kind of come on, speak some shit and go to bed. So Adam's the one who figured out how to put it online, do all that kind of stuff. Um, And he's the one with the two kids and he's also got a full-time job. So full credit to him. Um, I might do more next year. We'll see. But yeah, so thanks everyone for listening thanks, and Joe, um, nice. <laughs> go in next year, eh? That's it. See you guys in 2021. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Six Again. Connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram, and the Six Again website. All links via the show's bio.